The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, this is Greg. Look for my book, The Agile Brand, on Amazon or on my website at theagile.world. Welcome back to the Agile World Podcast. This is Greg Kilstrom. In the last episode, I started talking about how to create an Agile brand. I talked about how brands need to understand that change is the only constant. That if you aren't ready to embrace change, that if you aren't currently embracing change, you're going to be left behind. Whether your industry will be disrupted or your company will be disrupted, it's time to start anticipating change and and embracing it both internally and externally. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the difference between evolutionary and revolutionary processes and when to adopt each. So the idea here is, you know, sometimes there are cases where a company needs to completely revolutionize the way that it does business. Things are either so behind or, you know, for instance, a a company fails to keep up and for years, for decades in some cases, and really needs to modernize. And in that case, they're really at the brink of either extinction or reinvention. But much more often, companies need to evolve. Um, and in fact, it's it's generally a better approach to evolve versus to um, go through a, a revolutionary disruption. It's less disruptive to employees. It's less disruptive to customers. In my book, The Agile Brand, I go through a, f- a couple examples, um, one of a more evolutionary approach and one a more revolutionary approach. I use Starbucks as an evolutionary approach. And talk through a simple thing, um, really their logo, and how over the years they've simplified their logo um, and allowed themselves to focus a little bit less specifically on coffee. Certainly, they're known for coffee, but if you take a look back through the years and see how, you know, it, it used to say Starbucks coffee, now it's simply Starbucks, and even more recently, it's just their logo mark. And so things like this allowed them to do a few things. One, as their brand awareness increased, it became less and less necessary to remind everyone who they are. You know, Apple goes through the same thing. They can simply show their logo and and you know who they are and, and what they're selling. The other thing is that it allows the it allowed them to um, evolve their business. And, you know, over time, certainly they they make a lot of coffee, they sell a lot of coffee, but they've expanded into selling food. They've expanded into other areas. They've experimented with uh, wine and beer. They've experimented with a lot of things over the years. And so that evolutionary process with their brand alone allowed them to venture out into, into some new territories without completely changing everything overnight and causing confusion and, and people to really not recognize them anymore. Another example I use in my book of a little more revolutionary process is a company called Lowe's Foods. Uh, they're not a national chain, but they're based in North, North Carolina. They were a typical grocery store 
um, you know, ran for decades, kind of pretty much the same, pretty, you know, competing with uh, the usual suspects, pretty traditional. And, uh, you know, things were going okay, but things weren't going great. They noticed uh, their market share was decreasing. Things were a little bit on the decline. And so they decided to do something about it. A lot of times companies will simply slap a new logo on a store, maybe update the flooring or change things around a little bit and, and hope for the best. But, you know, consumers are getting a lot smarter these days and, and can usually see through that stuff. Lowe's took a, a much different approach and really redesigned their stores, redesigned their experience from the, from the top down. It definitely included a logo redesign, uh, but they, they changed the process of where things were. They introduced some experiential aspects uh, to their store. Um, they, uh, if, if you Google it, there's uh, probably many YouTube videos. Uh, if you Google the chicken dance, for instance, uh, all the employees actually um, do this dance to the song that I guess existed for decades before, but they've kind of co-opted it where when their rotisserie chickens are done, uh, the employees do this dance. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's kind of a, or it's not kind of silly, it's very silly, but it's something that is memorable. It's a story that you can tell uh, to other people. It's a reason to go there versus another store that it just has a, a, a more bland experience. And so Lowe's uh, decided to do this. They decided to make a, a much bigger change. And, you know, sure enough, um, the results were, were great. Um, they had a 23% increase in transaction volume. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's a pretty phenomenal outcome from doing, doing a silly dance and changing a logo and, and some other things. They made that choice to, do, to make a revolutionary, uh, a revolutionary change to their business because really, to be honest, they, had, they didn't have a lot to lose. Uh, they didn't have a lot of awareness. They didn't have a lot of differentiation. Comparing them to Starbucks, Starbucks had a lot to lose if all of a sudden they completely changed everything. They could alienate their, their core customers that had known them for years and really had come to rely on them. Lowe's had less loyal customers. There really wasn't a great reason to be loyal to Lowe's. So I think in this way, uh, you know, any, any brand really needs to understand, um, you know, when, when these processes are needed. And they need to be prepared for the backlash if, if something were to go wrong. I think there's several examples of this recently, uh, you know, anything from the Instagram logo sparking outrage or the Airbnb logo sparking maybe some Snickers or, or things like that to, you know, probably one of the one of the more well-documented rebranding cases of The Gap a few years ago, which uh, went so poorly they rolled things back. It went so poorly that it's rumored it was a PR stunt to begin with. You need to be prepared for these things when you make a revolutionary change. That's why a lot of times an evolutionary change is a lot easier and a lot more easier to get your customers to adopt. It's also part of being agile uh, is, is to, be uh, to be evolutionary versus revolutionary. I think part of the, the agile process gets us thinking in that, uh, you know, that iterative process. And I think when we get into an iterative process, we're always optimizing, we're always improving. And when we're always doing that, our customers are not only used to that and appreciate it, but they're also um, not taken off guard or they're not surprised by something all of a sudden changing overnight that they may be used to. And when we apply other agile branding principles like listening to our customers, 
We also can, you know, listen to and respond when they react negatively to some of these changes. But if they're minor enough changes, it's not going to set us back too far to, to reset things. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about making adaptivity and collaboration part of your culture. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, please rate the show on iTunes or contact me through my website at theagile.world. You can find my books, The Agile Brand and The Agile Web on Amazon and on my website at theagile.world. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.